Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. Tonight we're going to go quickly because um, we don't want to muck around, but uh, you know, the worship, the praise and the worship is just so important. A lot of the times we come into the um, uh, into the service, and and the, the the people are meaning well. They I've heard it before. They mean real well, and they go. And now it's time for the main event, and they talk about the preaching. Uh, can I just say that's that's wrong? Uh, just in case you didn't know that, the preaching is not the main event. Do you know the main event is is worship, is praise, is connecting with Jesus. And, and so whatever part of the service becomes the main event for you, I'm excited about that. Uh, but uh, the main event for me is, is my heart connecting with God's heart and through the praise and the worship. And, and, and tonight, I, I mean, the Holy Spirit has just been messing with me. Uh, who has the Holy Spirit mess with them? And I'm, I'm like, um, who, who's watched that Netflix series, The Arrow? Anyone? Okay, we're not going to follow that tangent tonight. <laughs> like two people are like, yeah, 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 and everyone else. Um, anyway, anyway, in the Arrow, they they do a lot of flashbacks. Anyone watch series where they do lots of flashbacks and all that? All right, we're with we're, 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 but I'm um, feeling like I want to flash between two um, messages tonight. But we'll see what the Lord does. Um, I, I, I came prepared to to just share just a very simple message, but I think the outworking of it, if we grab it in our spirit, um, can be utterly uh, amazing. It can be just a, a great faith, um, just a great opportunity to go, Lord, um, just focus me again. Who knows that we all need focusing. Uh, I, I need refocusing every day, uh, but I love it that I can come together in a corporate atmosphere to worship Jesus, and your faith uh, inspires me, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? We can do this. We can, we can get through whatever circumstance, whatever situation that, that, that you may be going through. I want to tell you, you can get through it with Jesus. Uh, you'll get a you'll get a fair way by yourself because God's made you awesome. Yeah, and you know Tower of Babel, right? In Genesis, they got a fair way by themselves. They got God's attention. He even had to come down. He's like, oh, let's have a look at this. Hey, that's pretty cool. But we're gonna sort this out, and he destroys them. But you can you can do a lot by yourself. Yeah, and this, that's not the message tonight. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not telling you. <laughs> uh, but what you can do with the Holy Spirit in you is phenomenal, right? Because we, we love that scripture, Ephesians 3.20. But, but I want to I read it because everyone quotes it in a, in a, in a way um, that I, I want to make sure we get it. And this is what I wasn't, I wasn't planning on sharing the scripture, but Ephesians 3.20, it says this. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Did anyone read along with me? Who, who know I missed a few words out. Let me read it again. It's, but, it just, but that sounds like a normal scripture, doesn't it? God can do immeasurably more than we can ask or think. Because God can do that. But this scripture doesn't say that. It, well, it does. 
don't throw rocks yet. It says, Now all glory to God who is able through His mighty power at work within us. At work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to Him in the church and Jesus Christ through all generations forever and ever. Um, God can do infinitely more at work within you. I'm a, I, seriously, some of you guys know me. And you know me well. I, this is, I'm, not, I'm not boasting. I'm in myself here. But God can do some strange things with some strange people. Uh, I seriously had no desire to pastor a church. And in fact, someone prophesied it over me when I was 18 and I said, no. Uh, no, I do not want to do that. But, but, when, <laughs> but, when, but when you surrender and you have a yes in your spirit, you get to go on the most craziest roller coaster ride called Life with Jesus <laughs> uh, that, that you'll ever go on. And I tell you, um, the devil loves to highlight the negatives, but man, there's so, so many positives, so many positives. And, and I want to tell you tonight that you are amazing. This church is amazing. Your leadership team is amazing. Um, and I know that God's got awesome things for you. I want to, I want to, um, I want to read, um, about the story of the 5,000, Jesus feeding 5,000 people. It's a great story, isn't it? It's all, any story in the Bible that involves food is a great story. If, if this doesn't excite you, that's okay. But I get excited about, you know, um, yeah, in, in Kings, about how the, she bought the oil and the flour, and they ate forever and ever. Uh, it just never ran out. It's just awesome. Who, who would like to have the pantry cupboard just never running out of food? And anyone who's got teenage parents here, I've got like 10s and 8 and 6-year-old kids, and the pantry just gets emptied. Anyway, but it's the feeding of the 5,000, and we want to run through it real quick because I, I, I'd really love to just, just pray a little bit at the end because I, I feel like the Lord wants to do this. So let's just give you a little bit of context. Um, many, many people, this is a great passage. It's in all four Gospels. And many people would have preached through this message. You probably have heard a thousand, maybe even five thousand sermons of the feeding of the five thousand. Um, and there's always something that may be new, or even if it's not new, there's something that we can just again go, you know what? That's a truth. That's the truth of the Bible, and I want to hold that. Um, the context is it's been a bad day. It's actually been a bad day. Jesus is wanting to get away from you. <laughs> He's, he's trying to get a place where he's alone. Why? Because he's just heard that his best friend's been killed. John, has, John the Baptist has just had his head, he's just been beheaded, and he's actually trying to get some space. Uh, and, but, but he sees the people coming, and we'll read it in a minute. Um, and, and, but, but that's the gracious thing about Jesus, is, is in his humanity, he was still available. He was still ready to give out his best. He was still ready to bless us. And so I want to quickly read out of Mark chapter 6, verses 30 to 34, and John chapter 6, 5 to 13. It may come up on the, um, uh, the screen in a second. So let's start in, oh, here we go, Mark chapter 6. And, oh, what's going on? My Bible is... Not behaving itself. Here we go. 
All right, Mark chapter 6, verses 30 to 34. We all good? The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all he had done and taught. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. So already we know they're hungry. So they left the boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. But many people recognized them and saw them leaving, and the people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and got there ahead of them. Jesus saw the huge crowd, and he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them. Jump over to John chapter 6, verses 5 onwards, and it says this similar thing. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him, trusting, uh, turning to Philip. He asked, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip for he had already, he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, even if we work for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. The, then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up there's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish, but what good is that with this huge crowd? I tell, uh, tell everyone to sit down, uh, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes, the men alone, 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave them thanks to God, and distributed them to the people. Afterwards, he did the same with the fish, and, all the, and they all ate as much as they wanted. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. Um, yeah, let's leave it there. Great story, right? I mean, I, I, I'm definitely one of those people that when, when you get to heaven, I want to go to the replay room. Anyone want to go to the replay room? A, there is a replay room in heaven. I'm not sure where I'll find that in Scripture. But I reckon, you know, I want to go and see the David and Goliath thing. I want to go and see Daniel and the Lion's Den, all those, you know, epic Sunday school stories. But I'd love to go and see this. In fact, when I went to, when Desiree and I went to Israel, um, we, we went to the area, the place where this event happened. And it was quite cool, the grassy slopes and, and all that sort of stuff. But... You know, this is an amazing, amazing passage of Scripture. Because if you think about it, have you ever tried to feed 5,000 people? And this is, we're just talking about men. I know, and there's a, so there could be a number of some people say up to about 20,000 people. That's a huge task. But not only if I asked all of you, I'd have to just ask 12 of you. And I'd just say, like, okay, 12 of you, can you come up here right now? What we're going to do today, our task, our job, is to feed 5,000 people plus their family. Are you tired already? I'm tired already. But I love, I love this story because there's four, there's four groups of people in this. Well, there's four uh, people and there's groups as well. So there's Jesus, right? What was Jesus' job? In this moment here, it says that he wanted to teach them. He saw them like a sheep without a shepherd. And so his role was to teach. Uh, and, our, and we know this as Christians, don't we? That Jesus' role is to teach us. We read our Bible because Jesus teaches us through the Bible. But then there's the group of disciples. What is their role in this? 
their role in this, and it could be, they could be the distributors, they could be the people that Jesus is using. But really in this concept and what we read through this passage is that they are the learners. They're the people that are learning in this, um, in this passage of Scripture. Then we have the boy. Who, who would like, who, who, you know, the boy didn't even get his name. That's pretty stink. You gave up your lunch, and you didn't get your name in the Bible. You just got written down as a boy. Uh, I'll be having words to Jesus about that anyway. But here's the thing about the boy. It was, the boy was available. That's really what he is in this story. He, he marks someone who is av- available. And, and so he turns up with his, with his fish and with the bread. Uh, but he didn't have to be available. He, 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 he could have actually been under strict guidelines by his father, by his family. Your job was to go and get the food for the day and bring it back to the family. I mean, wonder what, how, what, what was going through his mind when he wasn't going to return home with the bread and the fish. But he was available. See, sometimes we do things in life where we think, you know, if we give this to Jesus, how is the rest of life going to go on? Right? But, and we, man, he got his name, or he got boy written in the Bible. That's pretty good. But then there was the crowd as well, fourth group of people, and they were really just people who were searching. And so I, I believe tonight there's, 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 that Jesus is, is the teacher. Maybe we could be learning. Maybe we could be available. Maybe we could be searching. And I believe just real quickly, as I share just four points, I just think that God's going to move in your heart. I want to honor Pastor Tico and Shelley. They are, they are great friends, and uh, they have served uh, this church phenomenally. And uh, I thank you for your friendship, and I, I wanted to do that at the start, and that's why I wrote things down, and I put it in the wrong place. That's what I got to hear. And, you know. <laughs> if you know me, I share things like that. But uh, you guys are champions. You really are. You've taken up a mantle that was not easy to take up. Uh, and plus the other leadership here, the elders, Penny, um, just and, and other leaders. You know, well done. Well, I, I believe well done. And uh, and I think this, you know, this you're in great space. All right, let's keep going. It's 5 p.m., so things aren't that polished tonight. <laughs> I drove to Cromwell yesterday, and I drove back. I got home at 12:30. Right, should we just go and have dinner now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Um, the thing about I love about the scripture is because Jesus already knows the answer. You know, <laughs> Jesus already knows the answer for everything that you've been going through. You know, everything that you're going through. You're like, oh, I'm stressed out right now. We have a lot of students in um, in Dunedin, and they get freaked out when it comes to exam time. As you know, uh, they knew that the test was coming. <laughs> the disciples didn't know this test was coming. So I give them a little bit of permission to get freaked out. But if you're a student, you know the test is coming. But sometimes in the, as, as being a Christian, we don't know the test is coming, but Jesus is going to throw something at us. But he, you've also got to know the outcome of the of thing. He never sets you up to fail. He will never set you up to fail. Uh, what he sets us up for is a great faith journey, <laughs> like a phenomenal faith journey. Uh, I love it. I love it in, in, in Romans chapter 4, verses 20, and I'll mark that so we'll read it. Um, this is Abraham, and it's just so cool because it talks about his circumstance. Who knows that Abraham's circumstance was pretty awesome? Uh, I mean, 
you know, as an old guy, he gets a promise that he's going to be the father of nations, but hasn't had a son yet, and things are just getting, you know, awkward, right? Yeah, I'll let your imagination roll, but it says this, when, and even when the point came, when, when things were going, and, and in verse 20 it says, Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And, and, and in this, he brought glory to God. I believe that our role in life is to, is to continually to learn, continually to trust God, and that our faith will grow stronger and stronger. There's stuff that's going to happen in life that you're not going to agree with. Things are going to hurt. There's going to be pain. Why? Because we live in a fallen world. But when, when, Jesus, when, when Jesus lets stuff happen in our world, he knows that lunch is just next door. And, and I really believe that there's four things that I want to share. That if we get this, that your faith is going to continue growing and you're going to be able to trust God. See, the great thing about this this passage is that he knew the disciples. He knew what he was going to do. But did the disciples know what God was going to do? No, the disciples didn't know. Their answer straight away was how how it was going to take a year to work for this money. Right? Can can you just put that picture of the, um, the development up? Just one of them, if you can. I'm sure you can. Ching, ching. Beautiful. All right, I'm a builder by trade. I'm picking that's probably about $10 million. <laughs> Bring your fish. <laughs> Bring your bread, and let's see what happens. Because Jesus already knows what the answer is. He already, that freaks me out. Because if I bought, well, we're actually wanting to do a building project as well, and a similar sort of price. I'm like, ah. but Jesus knows what He wants to do. Awesome. Thank you. Can change that if you want. All right. First thing. First thing. We've we've got to look in. Whenever Jesus comes into your life. When something happens in your life, right now, they're on the on this grassy slope. There's the feeding of the 5,000. There's there's Jesus is always says, says, go and find some food for all these people. Whenever a, whenever a circumstance arises, whenever a test comes, the first place you've actually got to do, or the first thing you've got to do is you've got to look in. You've got to look in to who you are and who God has called you to be. Now, insecurity is going to rob you of the very thing that God has called you to be. And I can tell you tonight, I have had a massive, and I tell you, I don't know if I'm 100% there. I'll be lying if I said I was 100%. But I've, a, I've had a massive journey with insecurity. Massive journey of just, oh man, I, I, you know, and I, like, I got asked to be on the national leadership team of Acts Churches. I'm like, what the flip? I've learned you're allowed to say flip in this church. Anyway. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't, what do I, I don't want to be on that team. All they do is talk about really hard things and have difficult conversations. And it's, it's no, no. But you, you're going to have to, what God calls you into, you've first got to look in. Because in Romans 12, it says that the Holy Spirit has give, gifted you. He has given you the, an ability that word ability is actually a, the Greek, a Greek word dunamis, 
which is the power of God. And, and He's given all of you an ability to just blow stuff up. Amen. It's the 5 p.m. Don't go and blow stuff up. But you can blow stuff up in the Spirit. You can break things open. You can declare breakthroughs. He's given you all an ability. It's the same as the parable of the talents. It said He gave according to what? Their ability. So He knows the ability that He's given all of you. And so we have to learn how to look into our spirit and go, man, in the natural, this is crazy. Because in the natural, it was crazy. Uh, like no, not I don't know any restaurant can that can not even Burger King can flip out that many burgers. No, it has to be a miracle. Someone has to, but they had to, they first had to look in and and I want to say, what's your response when stuff goes wrong? Or what's your response when when you get tested in something? Is it to go? It's going to take a year to f- pay for all this food. That where are we going to get all this food? Jesus knows what's going on in your world. It's not a surprise for him. Like shouts called suddenly. Uh, nothing suddenly for Jesus. <laughs> it's like Jesus is hanging out with God. Is oh, that's right. <laughs> no, he knows what's going on. So the first thing we've got to do is we've got to learn to look in and, and thank God, whoa, for the very blessing. <laughs> so I just... I say everything that goes on in my head. Look in. The next thing, obviously, is we've got to look up. Right? We've got to co-labor with God. We, we don't do, do it on our own. We say, Lord, we humble ourselves and like, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know how I'm going to get through this circumstance. I don't know how you've called me to do this, but Lord, I'm going to look up. I'm going to keep my eyes fixed on you. I'm going to keep my eyes on the promises that you've given into my heart. Like Abraham, he just keep looking up. And in fact, his faith got stronger and stronger. I want to say, just keep looking up. Keep looking up at Jesus. Keep just going, man, this, this hurts right now. But even though tears might be rolling down, your eyes can still be looking up. I want to tell you tonight that, that I've, I know what it is that to have tears rolling down my face, but still looking up at Jesus. I know what it was to transfer from Macedon to Dunedin and take my son and, and take him into school and, and leave him there. And then you're walking out of school and he comes running after you in tears because he's got no friends at school. And you're like, it's okay, son. And you get down on a knee and you have a little chat with him. And it's like, remember, God asked us. And we prayed about this and we felt it was right. And then you take him back into the classroom and you give him to the teacher. And the good teachers will recognize this and they'll grab their hand. And, and you'll walk out staunch. And then you get outside and you start bursting into tears. I know what it is to, 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 to have tears running down my face but still looking up at Jesus. And like, somehow, Lord... Somehow, Lord, you're going to redeem this. Somehow, Lord. And, and, and so you, we've got to know what it is to look into our spirit, but then we've got to also know what it is to look up and co-labor with Christ. And if you're in, like we're going to get four things tonight and Pastor Tico's going to have to take over. But if, if, you're, if you're unsure about what's inside, I, I want to tell you right now, you, 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 you're beautiful. You, you, you're not a mistake. You're not worthless. You, 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 you are amazing. Uh, hey, if, if horrendous things have happened in your world, I apologize. 
We live in a fallen world. But when you can look in and you can go, Lord, I'm going to trust you, you can then focus your eyes up. And just like Jesus, Jesus took what he had, he looked up to heaven, and then God blesses it. Let's, let's keep looking up. Let's look into ourselves, let's look up. The next thing is, let's always learn to look out. Let's always look out in life. You see, Jesus here, it says, you know, he looked out and he saw the crowd. He saw the people that were there. He saw in his own um, form, in his own state, even though he'd had his friend, the news of his friend just passing away because he was uh, beheaded, he still kept looking out. Let's be a church. Let's be a people that not just looks in and knows who we are in God, not just looks up and, and say, Lord, I've got to do this for you and keep focusing on you. But let's also be a church that continues to look out. Let's not be a church that goes into hibernation mode or anything like that because something's gone wrong. Let's be a church that says, you know what? Yeah, we're going to look in. I'm going to acknowledge what God is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue looking up. And now I'm going to continue looking out. Because we're here for, for Jesus. I love coming to church on a Sunday because we get to sing songs. And you can come up here a little bit further north of the, of the South Island. And the timing gets a bit more in control. Because in Dunedin, our timing is just out. You know, clapping in time is just, we, we, I don't know. We just can't do it. It's just, we're, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. You just need to pray for us. As soon as Roy left drumming, you know, it's just all gone. <laughs> but, but you get to come to church and you get to worship together and to clap in time is like a highlight for me. Not a, <laughs> but we but let's continue looking out. Because a boy gave. He looked out. And I wonder what sort of wow factor he he, he encountered. Well, I, Lord, I, I I would never have figured out that some fish and some bread could have done this. You know, one day, God willing you'll be probably standing around that building going, wow, I never thought, I never believed in that. But you'll be cutting a ribbon or something, I don't know, playing with all the toys in the early childhood centre. I don't know, one day we'll step back and just go, wow. I want, I want to be one of those people that stands back and goes, wow, God. Wow, like how, how, did, how did we get here? Because the disciples would have stood back and gone, Wow. Let's, let's keep the wow factor. You know, let, let, let's be people that look out. Because you gave, because you prayed, because you believed, God's going to do something phenomenal. And I want to tell you tonight, God needs people who are going to look in and acknowledge the gifts and the grace that are on their lives. God's going, God needs people who are going to continue to look up and co-labor and trust in God. But God wants people who are going to look out. They're going to look out to the workplace, to that person, that friend. You know, uh, I know, I mean, I've got heaps of stories I want to just, but uh, I, I get to go into the uh, Coro Lounge because I fly a lot. And uh, there's a lady in there called Lynn. She's in the Dunedin Coral Lounge. She's a lovely lady. She's sort of my mum's age, probably about 65 or 60-something. I don't know. But um, I was talking to her today, and she goes, what are you doing on here on a Sunday? And I said, oh, I'm preaching up in Christchurch. She's like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then she goes, I must come and hear you preach. 
<laughs> I'm like, oh, all my secrets will go, you know. But, uh, but, but isn't just, I, have I invited her to church? No. But have I just said hello every time I go in there? And, and she, she knows Desiree as well because she flies often as well. And, 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 but but what, because we smile, you know, just because we're looking out, just because we're like, you know, looking out is not always just a Bible bashing someone. It's just going, hey, man, um, I, noticed, I noticed you're a bit down, so I just bought you some flowers. Anyone? You, you, you know, you don't need to look, don't look down right now and nudge your husband or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but it's, just, it's just looking out at the people around you that are in need. And, and, and God could do a miracle. And you could be part of feeding the 5,000. The last, um, the last um, thought that I have before we get into some prayer, I know I've cut this down short, but I, I really want to pray. Um, so if you're, if you're any person who's up with patterns, uh, <laughs> you look in, look up, you look out, and you look down. We, we got to, and I feel this is where God really wanted to land tonight's message. Um, we've got to learn how to look down. See, what, I'm, what I mean by this is that I'll, I'll read it. I want to read it because I like to get things clear and right. It says this Tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone, 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to the Lord, and distributed them to the people. Afterwards, he did the same with the fish, and they all ate as much as they wanted. That's a great scripture. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, Now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. I want to tell you that this is a church that needs to look down. And what I feel prophetically by the power of, or what I feel the Holy Spirit is saying why, why are you a church that needs to look down is because nothing is ever wasted in God. He says to the disciples, look down and pick up all the leftovers. You, got, you know, the title of this message is actually, <laughs> I'm a basket case. <laughs> because all the disciples carried a basket of leftovers. Hold on to this for a second. The leftovers are not the bread and the fish. The leftovers are the testimonies. The leftovers are the miracles. The leftovers are the things that God's already done in and through this church. And this church needs to know that you all carry baskets. And, and you, you know, Nick, that time when you baptized that youth person, that's some leftovers in your basket. You know, that, that time when, when, when whoever went and had a coffee with that young person who was, who was contemplating the end of the, in their life, that's some leftovers. That, that marriage that got restored because someone took some time to go and look down and go, you know what? That's some leftovers. What, what I feel like God wants to say to you tonight is you've got to look down at your basket because your basket is full of miracles. But, but, 
But sometimes when we don't focus on what Jesus has in and through done through us and we let a disappointment or we get circumstances that blur situations, we forget that we've got a basket. Just like the disciples did in the very next passage. What happened is everything got left and then they decided to go down to the shore and then they were selling to the other side, but then they got impatient. They didn't want to wait for Jesus, so they left. And then they get into the wind and the waves, right? And this is where Jesus comes walking on the water. I'm, I'm assuming right now, but wouldn't the baskets have been in the boat? But then the boat got all wind, it all got windy and it all got again. It got, but didn't they just witness a miracle? But but and then and then Jesus comes walking, they get freaked out. But then I like what it says next in the scriptures because it says, then Jesus got into the boat and they immediately arrived at their destination. It's okay if you've felt like Jesus has gotten out of the boat. It's okay if you've lost focus of the basket. It's okay if things haven't gone the way that you've expected them to go and disappointment and circumstances have changed some things. But I, I believe that the Lord is saying to you tonight, come on, you, you're, you're a basket case. Carry your basket of miracles. Carry your basket of testimonies. Come on, that coffee that you had with that, that person. That word of encouragement that you spoke into life that actually fed 5,000 people. Come, this is a church of miracles. This church has been around and celebrated 10 years. Miracle after miracle after miracle, blessing after blessing after blessing. We, we don't throw it all away. We continue to move forward. We continue to look in at who God has called you to be. We continue to look up at who God is and what could happen when we co-labor with Him. We continue to look out at the world that we live in. But I want to say it's so important that we continue to look at the leftovers because nothing is wasted in God. Nothing is wasted in God. So Lord, I, I pray right now for... Everyone in this room, I know it's the 5 p.m. And like what Pastor Tico said, no one gets dragged to these services. Everyone wants to be here. But I just believe, Lord, that people are looking for a, a breakthrough. People, There's people here that have maybe lost focus. There's people here that have maybe thought the miracles are just out of reach. Maybe there's people here who are still had stuff happen and you're like ah this is crazy so I was love where Nehemiah some of you may know the story about Nehemiah he's a person in the Old Testament who who really loved Jerusalem and he asked about the condition of Jerusalem and he got word back and said that Jerusalem's walls were torn down and it was destroyed and it says this he says that he the Nehemiah mourned, he fasted, and he prayed. You know, mourning is a real thing. Grief is a real thing. Mourning affects our soul. Stuff happens and our soul gets affected. But is there something that you're passionate about? 
that you're willing now to then start to fast about. You've just come off three weeks of fasting. Now, fasting is something that affects our natural world, our, our natural ability. But then it says that He prayed. Prayer affects the spiritual realm. Come on, tonight, let's be a people that knows what it is to, to get a passion in our spirit for the cause of Jesus Christ. Let's be a people that know what it is to look in. Let's be a people that know what it is to look up. Let's be a people that know what it is to look out and know what it is to remember the miracles that God has done in your life. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch.